0: This is the Cigar Authority. I'm
1: kind of a big deal.
0: The authority on everything cigar. You will respect my authority. Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand.
2: We have with us Christian Aroa. Rocky Patel. Victor Vitali, Eric Hansen. Oh my
0: God, I can't believe it. Nick Perdomo, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Saka,
3: is
2: Jesus Fuego,
0: Joe Cusano. WWE Hall of Famer Nikolai Volkov, the
2: rock star Pete Johnson, Jorge
3: Padron, with your host David Garofalo. That's me. This is the guy behind the guy. Behind the guy.
0: And his friends.
3: That's you. It's time for the Cigar Authority.
2: Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The one and only Cigar Authority. We are the Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority.
4: Damn it, motherfuckers. It's the Cigar Authority. All right. We are live here in Tax-Free Salem, New Hampshire at Two Guys Smoke Shop. We are the Cigar Authority. It's me, Mr. Jonathan, normally sitting in this seat right here is my good friend David Garofalo, and unfortunately, although don't get me wrong, I love being the star of the show, my good friend Dave has taken ill. Uh, He did call me yesterday and said, uh, what are my options? And I said, well, how about uh, it becomes the Mr. Jonathan Show? Of course, he didn't like that idea, but uh, unfortunately for him, uh, it is the Mr. Jonathan Show today. Uh, And I've got my good friend Chuck Morrison sitting by my side. Hello, sir. Running the board. Thank you very much, Chuck. I'm actually glad that it's you and not you calling in sick because that would make me double nervous. <laughs> I literally, right now, I feel like a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Uh, today's show, we are going to have E.P. Carrillo III calling in at 12.20. Uh, I think I'm going to call him E.P. Three. That's going to be his nickname. Uh, he's calling in at 12.20. We are going to smoke and light up the E.P. Carrillo core Maduro line, Club 52. We're going to talk about the IPCPR trade show, which is next week featuring Ron White in Las Vegas. Uh, We've got some New York politicians talk uh, with the uh, politicians adjourning and not covering all of the cigar smoking tax issues. Uh, And get this, Chuck, scientists have discovered that smoking will make you thinner. That's right. If you want to be thinner, you want... To light up. <laughs> so that's what we're going to cover, that and more today on the Cigar Authority. Why don't we light up our first cigar of the day? This is the E.P. Carrillo Core Maduro line. I'm going to use my Zycar bullet cutter. It uh, retails for about $35. dollars uh, 29 dollars Is it twenty-nine ninety-nine? 99 Thank you very much. Uh, this thing is really awesome. A lot of times with bullet cutters, they come in two pieces. And so when you pull it apart, you end up losing the second piece inevitably. Uh, this one... Has one piece, you pull it out, and just as you get uh, about a uh, quarter of an inch out, boom, the blade pops out and this thing is super, super sharp. So the way you use a bullet cutter, you just jab it right into the end of the cigar, press it in good and hard, give it a couple of twists. And when you pull it out, boom, the plug comes out. Now the beautiful thing about this is when you go to close the cutter, the little uh, oh, I guess this one's broken. A little nub is supposed to pop out, but uh, I've been messing with this because I'm nervous. There we go. I got it. Uh, and today's lighter, we have a lighter that is available in all New Hampshire stores that are members of the CANH, uh, which stands for the Cigar Association of New Hampshire. Uh, this lighter, the proceeds of this lighter are going to help to sponsor the lobbyists for uh, cigar ta- uh, keeping the cigar taxes in the state of New Hampshire down. Uh, We go over the cigar lighting etiquette all the time. You want to toast the foot of the cigar, get it nice and happy. I'll tell you, Chuck, this is not easy because uh, usually Dave does this part, and then I can just sit there and light my cigar, and uh, I don't have to do any talking. Well,
0: I'll tell you what, you light up, and I'll, I'll announce our affiliate stations. Thank you very much. No problem, my friend. Yeah, so we're live here on WWZN AM 1510, the revolution in Boston, Massachusetts. WGHM 900, the game over in Nashua, New Hampshire. We've got WARL 1320, positive energy down in Providence, Rhode Island, and our good friends over at WGAM 1250 ESPN Radio in Manch, Vegas, otherwise known as Manchester, New Hampshire. We're also live on Ustream.tv. You can check us out, watch the live video broadcast. We also do record them, so you can check out the archived footage of that, and we're also podcasting live, hosted at podbean.com. And also you can find us on iTunes via Apple. So, pleasure to be here, boys and girls.
4: Yeah, right, girls. Because girls girls smoke cigars. There's no, a couple here in the store today. I'd be willing to venture a guess that they are not cigar smokers. But that, whatever. Um, let's talk about the IPCPR trade show, which is next week. Uh, they were able to land as a result of uh, Davidoff's having uh, Ron White be one of their uh spokespeople so davidoff's got ron white the ipcpr was able to work some wheeling and dealing and get ron white to be uh, a keynote speaker number one funny guy uh and also he is going to be doing a couple of short little skits you know uh, some of his act you know and his he's famous for smoking a cigar uh during his show and always has some scotch in his hand Mm -hmm. and what a funny guy oh he's great he's Air a riot. salad <laughs> he's a <laughs> he's a riot. kind of a southern good old boy kind of feel to him uh whatever so the uh international premium cigar and pipe retailers association that's what the ipcpr stands for uh the members include over 2,000 retail stores throughout the world uh, that sell tobacco products and accessories uh, which is limited to premium cigars tobacco pipes loose tobacco cigars and pipe accessories, as well as gift items that are all centered around uh, premium tobacco products. Hmm. Uh, There's more than 350 manufacturers, distributors, and service providers of high-quality merchandise, and they are all fully committed to preserving the rights of adults to enjoy legal tobacco products. Uh, What else do we have here? It is the most important event of the year for tobacconists. And it is also, as a tobacconist, your best opportunity to select high-quality products because this is when everybody saves uh, all of their stuff to be released. If, if someone's going to come out with something new, big, and exciting, they wait until the IPCPR show, and boom, they launch it, just like this cigar right here, the, Cordo- the Core Maduro line. Hmm. So that's what's going on there. Not a lot of time to think when you're the only person.
0: <laughs> you could be here, man.
4: Um, you throw things at me. Uh, usually, but yeah, I'll be your wingman. Usually what happens is Dave does the talking, and then I just sit here, and I think about some wise yeah. wise guy comment like I'm going to throw out. exactly. You're like the color guy. He does so, the play-by-play.
0: Uh, now you're doing the play-by-play. It's not as easy as it looks, is it? It is
4: not as easy as it looks. I'm going to have to stop giving him such a hard time about being so anal about prep. <laughs> I've been prepping for about six hours for a two-hour show. When did you receive notification that you'd be hosting? I found out yesterday. I was in the middle of something, and I found out yesterday via text that he was, he was out, and... So he started sending me all the stuff and I was going through the stuff that he already sent me. So uh, hopefully he is
0: better. We should tell people,
4: like, for Dave to miss a day of
0: work is an abnormality. I mean, this is, this is as he said on Facebook, hell is at zero degrees yeah. today. This what, man never
4: misses work. Never. What, what happens is when he was a disc jockey for 10 years, he didn't miss a day of work because he was the show. And he had other people that would call in sick and he'd have to scramble around and sometimes do almost two gigs at once or... You know, call up his cousin and say, listen, I got the records for you. It's all set up. I put them in order. Just please go and play at this club, and I'll come over and finish it up when I'm done at mine. Uh, Never missed a day of work. In 25 years of owning a cigar store, I only know of one other time that he didn't come in for one day. I only know of one time. I'm going to tell you this. I know David is listening, and Mike Havy is making some gestures that I'm not allowed to talk about on the radio. He's so calling you out. He's saying, he that, is there was saying more than that, that maybe that's, it's happened more than once. Is that we? You, do you want to go on record, Mike? Katie? <laughs> you don't. Oh, that's why you were doing it behind the camera. Okay. <laughs> His name's Keith. Awesome. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. But so, our, I mean, listen. Our, our best wishes and thoughts go out to Dave right now. For him to miss a day means uh, he's got to be pretty ill. So, Dave, if you are listening, man, I hope you do feel better, bud.
4: And I've been dying to see if I could do the show myself. I know I knew it was going to be difficult. So you walked in today. To you were glowing,
0: Jonathan. I you you glowing. still are glowing.
4: I am. It's the Mister Jonathan show. What can I tell you? <laughs> so. The New York politicians uh, decided, even though we, we pay them, we don't pay New York, but the New York uh, pundits pay their politicians to be in office. They are supposed to be voting and keeping the best interest of the people that voted them in uh, at heart, and they are supposed to be voting on laws to help keep us governed and safe and make sure that we're not paying too much taxes and just take care of us in general. Well, instead of squaring away everything that was on their list of things to do, they pulled a Mr. Jonathan with the list that my wife gives me, which is why we now have a segment on the show every week, Mr. Jonathan fighting with his wife. Uh, So (laughs) when you have a list of things to do, you want to get that list done in the allotted amount of time. Mm -hmm. What I think the trick is for politicians is they do one or two big ticket items that they think will get a lot of votes, and they put the rest of the stuff off because they don't have to do it no one holds them to the fire it's time to start holding people to the fire right now new york is at a 75% tax so every time you buy a cigar that costs a dollar which we're going to smoke a dollar cigar in the second hour of the show every time you smoke a cigar that costs a dollar if you buy that cigar in new york it's a dollar 75 now for a cigar that only costs a dollar that's not that bad but when you're talking about a cigar that is $10 it's 1750 now right so you're taking a cigar that would have been on the outer reach. For me, I don't like to spend more than $10 on any cigar. I certainly will smoke cigars more expensive than that because I'm on a cigar radio show and they get given to me. Uh, when it comes to spending my money, I don't like to spend more than $10 a cigar. I'm very picky about it, and I don't really feel like there's a lot of $10 cigars out there that are worth the $10. Mm. So for me, now you're looking at you're going to buy a cigar that's 4 or $5. You pay the 75% tax, and now you're up closer to the $10 range. It doesn't even make sense.
0: Right. And if you're smoking two, three sticks a day, that adds up real quick, man.
4: So what people in New York are doing is they are outsourcing their brick and mortars. Mm. They are going online, or you're going through mail-order catalogs, and they're buying from Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania, which does not have a tax, and that's where they get their cigars from. Mm. So instead of having your... Taxpayers buying in another state where there's no tax, why not just lower the tax? Doesn't that make sense? If you have a million people in an area and they're going to buy something and you say to them, I'm going to tax it to the point where now you don't want to buy it here, you're going to go buy it over there. So you don't get that 75% tax. Now you're out. You get nothing. You get nothing. You get nothing. (laughs) It doesn't even make sense to me.
0: That's why That's why politicians are not good businessmen, man. That's why, you know, and I know we, Dave hates to go into politics, but, you know, someone like me, I, I, I told you who I'd, who I'd vote for, Ron Paul or Mitt Romney. And the reason I like Romney is because of his business background. Mm. I mean, in today's economy, you really need to treat a government like a business. And uh, for them to tax, oh, tax, what they're doing now, they're driving business outside of the state. I mean, that's why Dave left Massachusetts to come to New Hampshire. The state forced him out. They now they're forcing did. the brick and mortars out of New York. And... If this creates a trend, it's going to be a vicious trend because what will eventually happen is you'll force business out of the country. And we've seen that in manufacturing, and it's just a vicious cycle. Keep business in the states. I don't care if it's cigars or machinery or insert business here. Keep business in the states. You're going to to tax them out. That's what they're doing in New York. You're taxing your businesses out of the state.
4: That's exactly what you're doing. So now the Assembly has adjourned without addressing the bill at all. That leaves it dead until January. Now, My prediction is in January, other things that are more pressing Mm. to make you shinier to your voters, like another gay marriage thing, is going to come up. And so instead of saying, all right, let's just think about this realistically. Uh, Gay people pay taxes the same as straight people. So they should have every right to have whatever straight people have. They're people. So you want to get married? Go ahead. I don't like the argument about, you know, well, what about people who want to marry their dog, or what about people that want to marry more than one person? Let's not get crazy. People that want to marry dogs or penguins or anything, it's such a small percentage. If you urinated on them as far as voting and said you get nothing, we we, we, we have no respect for people who marry dogs. It isn't going to cost you a vote.
0: Well, you, just, you can just modify the language to say human, right? You
4: know, a human. 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 A human <laughs> marrying another human right? It's fine. You want to marry more than one person? Move to Utah. (laughs) Do us all a favor. We'll send all the crazy people to one state. They can marry each other, although, do they allow that in Rhode Island, too? We should send them all to Rhode Island. It's a small state. They'll all be all cozy and warm and sharing each other's wives. And, you know, I DJ a uh, partner swapping party once a year. I did not know that. It it was the most awkward thing when I first realized what was happening. Tell us about this. I'm a very observant person when I'm DJing. I'm constantly watching my crowd. Uh, It's a blessing and a curse. So, I'm behind the tables, and I'm doing my thing, and I notice people are walking in with their partner. They're holding hands. Everything's hunky-dory. They kiss on the lips, and then they separate. And typically what happens at a party like this is <laughs> the guys all go over to the grill, and the girls go over to the fire pit, and they the girls are all kibitzing and doing what girls do. This and is like the a boys, house party. Yeah, yeah. The boys are at the grill, and they're, oh, oh, I'm talking about grilling, and my grill's this and your grill's that. So this is going on, and then I see... A guy go over and grab a different girl and they walk into the woods. And I'm like, Okay, maybe that's his sister. I'm not making judgments at this point. That's fine. Well this happens until I am the only person in the backyard. I'm playing music to no one. And then they start coming back, only they don't look like they left when they left. When they left they were all well done up and the collars perfect and everything starched and, and they come back and everything had been on the ground and it's wrinkled <laughs> and it's a mess. And that's when I discovered I was DJing a swinger party. All right. And this is once a year you continue to do this. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to – I'm hoping to be able to see something at some point. <laughs> you know, maybe they get a little bit brazen with Mr. Jonathan and invite him into the party. Yeah, bring the I wife, Have a good time. All right. So our <laughs> final thing before we go to break, we're going to talk about how scientists discover why smokers on average are thinner than non-smokers. Uh, it's nicotine. Nicotine activates a neuron in your brain the very same neuron that lets you know you're full. Plain and simple, so whatever your nicotine delivery system is, uh, there is a small amount of nicotine that will go into your body via cigar smoking through secondhand smoke plus contact with uh, the inside of your mouth on the wrapper leaf. It's really not enough to become addicted to it, but depending on the cigar, if you're talking about something with uh, a lot of Lajero tobacco in it, which is the top priming of the plant, it gets the most sun. Uh, it's the plant's uh, bone-in filet, we'll say. So if you're smoking something from the very top of the plant, it's going to have a lot of nicotine in it, and so therefore you're going to feel a little bit of a rush, a little bit of a buzz. In Chuck's case, you're going to feel like you need the bucket, Yeah. and it, you'll have it close by. Uh, when your cigar has something from the Seiko region, which is the absolute lowest of the plant, sometimes called the sand leaf, it has the least amount of nicotine in it because that's like... Uh, The plant's lobster. You know, it's a bottom feeder. It's getting the last little bit of sun, not as much nutrients. The plant doesn't care that much about it. The plant will actually let the leaf touch the ground. Bugs are getting at it, whatever. Uh, And then the viso is the middle of the plant. It's kind of middle of the road. That will give you a a, a little bit of a buzz too, but not much. So by smoking, you're activating the part of your brain that says, I'm full. I'm full. Now, this is my problem because you'd say, I know what you're thinking, Chuck. You're a disturbed man. You're saying, well, Dave is a smoker. He smokes more cigars than anyone I know. What's his problem? Dave doesn't smoke while he eats. I think this is his problem. This is going to be the new diet plan I'm going to suggest for him. If he smokes the cigar before he eats or during his his meal, he may be triggering that thing that says, hey, now you're full, and that's his diet. What do you think? Uh, I think you should pitch it to him. I'm going to pitch it to him. I actually think I only have the guts to say it because he's not sitting right next yeah, to me. Yeah, I was going might to
0: say, i <laughs> let you bring have, that up to him.
4: He might have thrown something at me. <laughs> uh, so the, uh, the professor that has discovered this is uh, Marina Picciotto. Uh She's a professor of neurobiology at Yale. Uh, she discovered, obviously, that nicotine activates those neurons in your brain that are responsible for telling your body that it is full. Uh, it's another breakthrough in science where science is now trying to beat nature. So they're very pumped about I don't like this. being able to say, okay, uh, people are fat, and so we're going to get them to not be fat. Not by teaching them how to eat, not by encouraging them to exercise. We are going to combat obesity by producing chemicals that trick your body into thinking you're full. The problem that I have with this is, let's say you were to do this in, in, um, in dogs. Okay. You were to take... Uh, just, your, you know, your average dog, which we've done actually in um, in our homes. You know, regular dogs are all descendants of wolves. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't see wolves with tumors. You don't see wolves with limps. You don't see wolves with problems with their teeth or any of that stuff. The wolves that have those problems die off. And the wolves that are resistant to those problems live longer. Natural selection. It's natural selection. So now we're doing this with humans. We're saying, okay, uh, the most important thing is not having your family's feelings hurt because you pass away. Well, guess what? We are all going to die. So if we could just get past that part and just say, okay, everyone's going to die, let them die, and it will be sad in the moment, but it will actually stop the sadness for everyone's generations after that. Because if you beat the cancer gene in me, and I'm allowed to breed, Mm -hmm. all of my kids are going to be susceptible to that same cancer. So now you're going to have to beat it in all of them. What happens if one well, that, of them doesn't have the money for the drugs? That's assuming that
0: cancer is hereditary. I don't think that's proven yet.
4: Well, I assume everything is, so <laughs> I guess. So uh, we are getting ready to bump out to a break. When we come back, I'm not sure if we have him on the line yet. Probably not because no one is uh, quite as proficient as David is. David would have already been called in waiting on hold. Is he there? No, no. We'll get him after the break. He's going to come in. He's going to hopefully call in while we're gone. Uh, so we have E.P. Carrillo III third. EP3, I'm calling him. Okay. Ernie, he's going to be calling in uh, and discussing with us the cigar we're smoking right now, which is the core Maduro line. And I did it. You did it, baby. I made it to the first commercial break. Let's see what happens for the rest of the show. We'll be right back on TCA. You're watching the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network.
2: Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1 off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire or find us on the web at twoguysmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere and single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop, it's stogie heaven.
5: Have you been arguing with your wife about the smell of your cigar smoking? My name is John Sullivan. I can make all that go away with a revolutionary new product called the Auric ProShield Air Purifier from the Oric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. This is Mr. Jonathan. I used to get crap from the wife all the time about the smell of my cigar smoking coming up from my
4: studio. But that has all stopped since I got my Auric ProShield Air Purifier from the Oric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire.
5: Not only does the Oric Air purifier totally eliminate the smell of your cigars but also dust and dander bacteria and mold including spores and pollen. I'd like to invite you to come see it for yourself and let me personally show you how simple I can fix your problem. The Oreck Clean Home Center is located at 8 Spitbrook Road at the corner of the DW Highway in Nashua, New Hampshire, right across the street from Two Guys Smoke Shop.
4: Visit my friend John Sullivan in Nashua, New Hampshire.
5: Or call us at 603-595-2122. That's 603-595-2122. Oreck, simply amazing since 63 there's a patch of land in cuba
4: located exactly at the latitude and longitude of 22 degrees north by 83 degrees west where you will find hacienda el corojo a plantation that once grew the best tobacco in all of the world today these fields are
0: not producers of tobacco
2: any longer but the seeds from their prize-winning plants still exist today 2283 is a cigar brand that uses authentic el corojo seed in its entire five country blend nicaraguan honduran dominican el corojo filler certified costa rican corojo binder and finished off with lush oily brazilian el corojo seed wrapper all from the seeds of the mother plants 2283 come uncellophaned wheels of 20 white tissue wrapped in bundles and then safely placed in cedar cabinet boxes find out what's missing in today's cigars it's el corojo 2283 has it, certified. One taste and you'll understand the old flavor you've been longing for. It's back
4: and it's 2283.
6: Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer & Sickle Super Premium Vodka Russian Reborn 40% alcohol by volume Imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts Please enjoy responsibly
0: Confucius Chinese philosopher teachings have gone from the golden rules to fortune cookies
1: Confucius say, what you do not wish for yourself, you do not do to others Confucius say, knowledge is recognizing what you know and what you don't profound maybe
0: 200 years ago but today it's our pleasure to bring you zing zing spelled x-i-n-g is a whole new smoking sensation zing cigars not only shares medium bodied rich flavor from its deep dark wrapper but it's a deep dark wisdom from the back of each of its cigar bands
1: zing say men who go to bed with itchy bum wake up with a smelly finger Way better than any Chinese fortune cookie, and way better
0: tasting. And just like Chinese food, shortly after you've had it, you'll love to have another. Zing. It's what some call the modern-day fortune cookie. A great cigar with a little something extra. A little fun, and a whole lot of flavor. Zing.
4: Oh yeah, we are back. We're going into our second segment right now with the star of the show today, Mr. Jonathan. Oh wait, uh, should I be announcing myself? Sure. I guess I possibly can, huh? So uh, we are smoking right now the Core Maduro line here on the Cigar Authority. Uh, If you're just tuning in, my co-host and assistant actually is uh, sick, David Garofalo. He has texted me and said that the uh, first part of the show seems to have gone well because he is such a workaholic that even though he is bedridden right now, he has the radio on. So, David, I hope you get better soon, buddy, uh, and I hope you don't mind me sharing your text. He said, Chuck, that he actually puked during the show, uh, but it wasn't me. It was him. So he's got a touch of the flu, apparently. Uh, so, David, hopefully you get better uh, and you're able to return to work for Monday because I never want to do the show again by myself. It's not easy to smoke a cigar, talk, manage the chat box. Thank God we have Aaron in the uh, in the studio, they're playing the bumpers, because I don't think I could do it. Yeah. He's doing um, great. He's doing great. So before we bring Ernie Perez Carrillo on the line... He's ready, by the way. He is ready. Uh, we just want to talk a little bit about the cigar here. Back in the 90s, Chuck, mm. Ernesto Carrillo was very well known for his cigars that he blended for Lagoria Cubana, mm. among others. Uh, but particularly, he was known for blending cigars with Maduro wrappers, which you'll notice that this uh, Cor Maduro line does have a Maduro wrapper. Uh, the, this Maduro line has a lot of similarities to his regular core line, but there are some tweaks that he did to the blend. He changed the binder from Sumatra, which is in the regular line, to the Ecuadorian, and he took one leaf of the filler that used to be Seiko, which is the sand leaf, the bottom, and he upgraded to the Viso, which is the middle of the plant uh, for the Maduro, to add a little more strength to it. Uh, My thought on this, and I'm going to ask Ernie, is because the Maduro wrapper is a sweeter wrapper, you can get away with filler stock that is going to be a little more robust, and the sweetness of the wrapper should blend with that well. uh, I'm going to ask him that uh, right now, actually. Uh, Let's bring him on the line. Ernie, are you there? I'm here. How's it going?
7: Going well. How are you?
4: I'm doing fine. Now, this is uh, EP3, as I've been calling you, Ernesto Perez Carrillo Third. Am I correct?
7: Correct. And I apologize. My dad was obviously wanting to dial in, but his flight got delayed coming in from the DR.
4: No, that's all right. We're glad to have you on because, as uh, I'm sure you, you've you heard, uh, that David has taken sick. And so, uh, we, have, <laughs> so you, we have you, you on and we have me. Happened. You and I are going to have to be the show. We're going to have to pull it together here. <laughs> I hear you, buddy. So I'm smoking the cigar, and I'm getting a lot of cinnamon flavor to it, some spicy notes. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about this particular cigar? We're smoking the Cormaduro.
7: Yeah, the Cormaduro is a cigar, honestly, we've been working, working on since we started the company. So it's been really, you know, two years, if not more, where we've been sourcing tobacco, working on different blends. And obviously, you know, there was a lot of pressure with this cigar because, as you had mentioned, uh, you know, in the 90s and even with the Series R, You know, my dad had a very strong following from Maduro smokers. So, obviously, we wanted to come out with something that was unique, you know, different than every cigar he's come out with before and at the same time unique from anything that's out on the market now. Um, And with this cigar, you know, what we were looking for really was three things. One was balance. You know, we wanted the cigar to be, you know, as perfectly balanced as possible. Uh, We were looking for strength, which is something that um, the market really demands these days. Um... Yeah, so we're looking for something that medium to full range. And then sure. in terms of flavors, which, which is what we spend most of the time on, we're looking for kind of a strong chocolatey flavor, I would say, with, with some sweetness underneath.
4: I would say you, you achieved, uh, that, that's the flavor that I was thinking. You've got a uh, very dark, like a 70% cocoa chocolate with that cinnamon mixed in there. So you've got a little bit of the, uh, the bitterness of, the, of that chocolate and the sweetness of the cinnamon uh, and like you said, it does balance out very well. Now, originally, wasn't your dad going to go with a Mexican Maduro for this?
7: You know, my dad, when it comes to blends, is kind of like a mad scientist. And to be honest, me and my sister try and follow him as much as possible. <laughs> we always end up losing him somewhere in the process. Uh, I mean, he, he likes to mess around with, you know, all the tobaccos that are out there. I mean, obviously, he's got great relationships with all the growers uh, from all over the world. So he gets samples of everything, and he, you know, mixes and matches different things and I know he tried countless wrappers uh, for this as well as countless, you know, binders and fillers. Um, yeah. And he did mess around a bit with the Mexican Maduro, and, and, and it may be something at some time down in the future, you know, we do something with that. Um, but really once, He's you one know, of we tried people, this those people, I'm sure.
4: He's one of those people that wakes up at 3 o'clock in the morning and goes, I got it, Connecticut Broadleaf. <laughs> That's the Maduro we're going with on this one. It's done. <laughs> he, he, the problem is exactly, solved.
7: He does it to the very last <laughs> second. So with him... I've learned the key is you've got to put a deadline, and it'll just keep messing around until we hit that deadline. And obviously nice. this year the deadline was the, uh, the IPCPR, uh, but he's been working this for a long time, and I know he did mess around with some Maduro wrappers. Uh, but yeah. again, once we tried this one, it was unanimous. that I mean, it really did achieve that, that flavor that we were looking for.
4: He probably sits down to say grace, and he's like, God, please bless the food. Bless my family, and please help me find the Maduro wrapper that I need to come out with on this cigar. Please? Is that too much to ask?
7: (laughs) That's probably right.
4: (laughs) So he said uh, that one of the things, I I read a quote online that he said um, that he did almost go with the Mexican wrapper uh, and that it reminds him of a batch that he bought back in the 70s. Now, sometimes, you know, in in press, you kind of make up something or, or whatever, but does he actually remember tobacco purchases from back in the 70s? Is his, is his taste that accurate?
7: You know, he, he honestly, I've seen, it, I mean, his palate is unbelievable. I mean, without question. I mean, I know a story once that uh, Jose Blanco uh, was telling me. He had some tobacco that he gave to a bunch of guys, and everybody was kind of, you know, freaking out, like, what's in this blend? Uh, you know, and, and nobody can, I mean, not that anybody can figure out, but people are confused because it had a very different flavor. And, and uh, characteristics and the stuff that's here and my dad right away was like oh this has Cuban tobacco, <laughs> and, and that was that was it. Um, so I mean he does have a very unique palate, um, and I mean you know when it tastes like the one like the '70s, I think you know I think at the end day what we saying is it's probably you know among the best uh, that he has found in a long time. And obviously he's been working with dual rapper for you know 40 years now. So um, I mean he's he's very excited about it. We're all very excited about the cigar. I um, mean, it's one of those things that, again, I mean, it, it's, really, it's really something we've been working on for a long time. And, um, you know, we're very excited about it.
4: So these are going to be coming in boxes of 20. You are releasing these officially at the IPCPR next week. Is that right?
7: Yeah, we'll be introducing at the show, and they'll be shipping probably early August. Uh, we're okay. doing uh, eight sizes with this line. What's and the, the boxes the, are actually uh, going to be a regular line yeah the regular line has six sizes, and we're going to introduce two new sizes on the regular line at the okay. ratio. So the regular line will have eight sizes um they're all in the um uh five twenty five to nine thirty range. Obviously the okay. higher price point ones are just the bigger ring gauge ones and yeah. then with the and then with the maduro, we're doing the same exact egg sizes, same biholder names, uh same packaging just'll we'll have a maduro sticker, and then obviously the uh the blend is different
4: right. Now, the, as far as the blend, um, he, I read that he did. Uh, he went from the Seiko in the Core line and switched it over to the Viso, but it really, is that just one leaf that he put in there just as a, an extra flavor component?
7: Yeah, just one leaf, and, and I know with this one, again, what we were looking for our relative to the Core was a little bit more strength. Um, you know, we've got now a couple of different lines. We've got the Core Natural line. We've got the New Wave Connecticut uh, we've got the Elenco series, and now with the Maduro, we'll have four, you know, regular production lines, and we want each of these lines to uh, to be different, you know, to have a, you know, different strength profile. Um, you know, some of them are different price points based on tobacco that we're using, and with sure. this one, but to the core, we were looking for a little bit more strength, um, and that's part of why he was he was uh, messing around with the uh, the the, uh, the fillers and the binder.
4: Very good, very good. So, what is it? Um Do you have anything else that you're going to be releasing at the show
7: at the show so we'll be introducing two uh new sizes on the regular core line uh one is going to be a corona size and then the second one is going to be a seven and three eight by 56 ring gauge so it's going to be a you know big cigar biggest one we'll have um and then on our new wave connecticut line we're also introducing a six by sixty um and our new wave line is the one that's in the mild uh, to medium range and uh, funny enough, it's actually the line that we're doing uh, the most volume with right now, um, which, you know, it's, it's, I think the price point, uh, the flavor profile, it got a great rating in Cigar inside It was rated 91 for a cigar that's, you know, 450. Um, yeah. And, that's And, tough to uh, do. you know, it's a cigar we've done great with, and, and a lot of customers have been asking for a 6x60. So we'll be introducing that at the trade show as well. And then we'll have a couple more things that we're doing at the trade show. One, and this we won't actually have sample nutrition, but this is something we'll be releasing probably around September, is our 2011 limited edition. So every year, uh, once a year, we'll introduce a limited edition around the September, October timeframe, just in time for the holidays. And usually it'll come in a very nice box of 10. Uh, it'll have you know very rare tobaccos that we buy small batches of and, and are you know, just too expensive to put in a regular production line. But this is the perfect avenue for that. This year we'll be doing Maduro as well, and it's going to be a six-and-a-half by 56, and that's something that should be coming out uh, hopefully by end of September.
4: Nice. Now, you obviously are working in a family business. You are the third <laughs> person with the same name in your family. Family seems very important to you guys. What is it like working side-by-side side with your sister, with your dad, day in and day out? I mean, you guys must have breakfast together, then you go to work together you grab lunch together, you work again, and then it's dinner time together. So uh, that must put a little bit of a strain on you.
7: You know, it, it's funny because growing up, um, I guess in the 90s, um, I mean, we literally would spend every second that you know outside of school in the factory. Right? My parents, you know, would work most days till midnight. Um, so, so, you know, we got accustomed to, to being very close. Um, and there, you know, back in the 90s, we were all there in the little factory in Miami. Uh, so we, I mean, we did that for ten years um, until my sister left the college, and then I left the college. Uh, so it's one of those things where, you know, me and my sister obviously went and we did our own things, and then coming back was just a very natural thing. Um, you know, needless to say, you know, all of us going in our own independent paths, you know, develop different opinions and learn different things, and, and there's obviously the times where we don't agree on things and and butt heads and stuff like that. But I think what we've been sure. able to do very well is kind of break up the. You know, the division of labor where, you know, my dad really is, at the end of the day, the, the master blender. He's focused, you know, almost exclusively on the production. end. And then, obviously, me and my sister are trying to learn as much as possible. Because at some point, obviously, you know, and I don't know if that will be 10, 20, 30 years from now, but at some point, obviously, we would take that over. And sure. then I focus mainly on the sales and the marketing. And then my sister does all the other stuff related to the operations, the finance, the legal stuff. Um, she's a lawyer by uh, by trade. So, you know, we, we, we tend to, to keep our own little rules. And then obviously at moments like the trade show and stuff like that, that's when everybody gets stressed out and, and right. starts putting heads. But it, it's just fun. I mean, when you're working with a family, it's, um, it really has it's been an absolute blast. And, and, uh, and it's just an unbelievable experience.
4: Very good. So when, um, how long is it going to be before we see an EP3 release of a cigar? Are you working on anything yourself?
7: No, you know, honestly, I think it's going to be a while. I mean, you know, my dad, you know, it took him a long time before he got to where he was at or where he's at now. I mean, he was working under my grandfather for, for a very long time before he even dreamed of blending his own cigar. And it really, really wasn't until my grandfather got sick that he kind of almost, you know, had no choice but, but to, to, to kind of put something out there. But I still have a ton, a ton to learn. And honestly, you know, before I do something like that or even my sister does something like that, you know, we want to make sure it's, it's as best as possible product, because uh, at the end of the day, you know, people are paying, you know, their hard-earned money for it, and if it's something right. that we're not ready, which we're not yet, um, it definitely, we don't want to rush into something like that.
4: Sure. Well, uh, Ernie, I really appreciate you calling into the show here. Uh, is there anything else that you want to talk about before I let you go?
8: No,
7: no, I think, um, I was hearing you before, it seems like you're doing a great job there, Solo, so keep up the great work and uh you know hopefully me and my dad will make it down there to New Hampshire soon and we can uh hang out with you guys again there
4: in the show. We had so much fun with you guys here. I, we we had you had them on the show, Chuck, and then afterwards we must have hung out for another 8 hours after that. We got lunch, we smoked oh. cigars, we took apart cigars. Your dad is a nutcase by the way when it comes to cigar stuff. I've never seen someone <laughs> but, First well, of all, he could it, smoke it and he could smoke it and tell you where it came from takes it apart he chews on pieces of it nice. he's just it, it's like he's dissecting something in biology you know he's got the pins yeah. out it, it was amazing he, to watch him work
7: he, he does it eight to nine times a day so he's a professional
4: <laughs> well ernie thank you very much for filling in in a pinch i really appreciate it uh this is going to be called the filling in a pinch show because that's what i'm doing as well thank you for calling in and we'll catch you next time you're up here in new hampshire
7: yeah hope to see you. Great. Soon, thank ernie. you guys thank you so much thank you for having me thank us.
4: you That was uh, Ernesto Perez Carrillo III, EP3, as I like to call him. Uh, What a great guy. I I really would like to see. I think it would be a nice play for that company to have uh, an EP3 release. Good name. And say, okay, you know, this is the sun blending, and maybe put out something that is a little bit experimental, Mm. pushing the envelope a little bit, and that way, you know, if it flops, you can always say, well, you know, it was Junior's first try. It's no big deal. And then you can, as the cigar industry, I think – We all like the idea of seeing, you know, a father pass it down to his son. And unfortunately, people wait until the last possible second, like with the first EP, waiting until, you know, he gets sick and then, you know, Ernesto has to step in, Junior has to step in and then take over. You know, wouldn't it be nice to be able to watch him actually grow in the cigar world and, you know, maybe save some of the first cigars from that first release that Mm. weren't as good or fell apart or whatever the thing is. I think it would be a nice play, a nice thing to watch somebody grow up in the industry that way uh, rather than, you know, waiting until yeah. somebody gets sick or unfortunately dies or something. Uh, so we do have lots more coming up, and I still have lots more time before the break, but I, I ran out of questions, Chuck.
0: No, you did great. Everyone I, in the chat box is giving your props, Jonathan, saying good job, good interview. You I, did
9: well there. I appreciate
4: that. I see uh, my boy Rudy's uh, commenting there, and, uh, and Ben, thank you, guys. Um, so... Why don't you do a little talking now? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you, you certainly can. I did want to mention. Um, I came up with when I was getting my lunch. I eat lunch before the show because I didn't know what uh, what we were packing here with this cigar. This is
0: strong, by the way. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about the stogie. But I want to hear about your lunch. But this, Jonathan, this is this is this is what I would consider it full medium.
4: Yeah, to, to medium a... to medium plus. If it's not if it's not on the low end of full body, yeah. For sure.
0: So, what did you have for lunch? Where'd you go?
4: Oh, I went over to Moe's. That the lunch wasn't the thing I thought about. I was trying to describe the difference in the leaves. Uh, you know, you know what? How would I what would I describe Seiko as? Because someone like Ernesto is a chef mm. with tobacco, so he's using the different tobaccos as ingredients. So when I read that he had swapped out a a single Seiko leaf for a single Viso leaf, I'm like, all right. So how much is one leaf going to change the taste of a cigar? Uh, sure. But then when I got to thinking about it, if you think about bottom the bottom leaf being like lobster. Now, lobster used to be considered uh, like a poor man's dinner. Sure. That was, you know, if you didn't have any money, you had a lobster trap. That's what you fed your family. Somehow.
0: I heard like Columbus, for example, when he came to conquer, that's what he did, conquer the, uh, the states as it's known now. Yep. They fed the peasants and the servants lobster. Correct. Yeah.
4: So. Somehow, at some point, it became a delicacy, mm. and now it's $17 a pound when it's rare. So, uh, But that's, it isn't that it's a bottom feeder or that it's a scavenger, but it's an ingredient. I like lobster. It's one of my favorite dishes, even as a vegetarian. So now you're looking at the viso, well, what I describe that as. Well, that's kind of like your Thanksgiving dinner. Mm. You know, it's, it's full-bodied, not over the top, but it's something that you look forward to. It's really, really, really good. And then your Lajero tobacco, the top, top priming, this is what the plant puts all of its energy into. It's getting the most sun. It's getting the most nutrients. It is what the plant cares the most about. That's your Lajero. That's your bone-in filet mignon right there. The, fall, the meat falls off the bone. You can cut it with your fork. It's amazing. It also packs the most punch, and it's the thing that makes Chuck sick. <laughs> so, coming up in the uh in the next hour, we are going to discuss the new cigar. The you didn't like my analogy? All right, thank you. <laughs> thank you for interjecting, Keith. Uh we're going to be smoking the Cartel, which is an all Colombian cigar. Oh. Now, something that I found out about Colombian tobacco is Colombia does not grow wrapper leaf. Now, how can you have an all Colombian cigar without wrapper leaf? It's magic. We're going to talk about that in the second hour. All right. We're also going to talk about what's coming out as far as new cigars. I've got a list of cigars that are going to be released at the IPCPR, and some of them are impressive. For example, Pete Johnson's going to come out with his new Monster Series cigar. We'll discuss that in the second hour. Uh, we know that he had the Boris and the Drac as his first release. The next year, he went to the Frank. Last year was the Face. That thing was it was intense. It was intense. I thought and Dave thought it was a little under-fermented, but I think it it actually came with instructions that said this is under-fermented stuff. You should sit on this for a while. Mm. Uh, We obviously didn't sit on it because we smoked it, but uh, I think people that are smoking it now are probably enjoying it now that it's had time to have the flavors mell out. So uh, we'll talk about that. Um, Liga Pravada's got something new coming out. Uh, We've got a re-release from Davidoff, and you're going to love this one, Chuck because you love big ring gauges, there's a 7 by 70 cigar that's going to be released. I've never even heard of that. Bigger than an inch across. 7 by 70 Wow. wow. They are crazy. I don't think a cigar like that would work well in New England in the wintertime. I feel like a cigar like that would uh, just be a guaranteed explosion. <laughs> <laughs> they are more popular every day. That's a very good point.
0: I'm still recovering from the digger.
4: We're also going to talk about... Uh, people's birthdays chuck we're gonna go over birthdays and uh dave has us down here for trivia but i don't know how we're gonna do a competition
0: we should, should maybe bring on heavy or someone
4: we can bring heavy on all right we'll have heavy versus chuck there you go and then maybe i can bury you like dave buries me
0: i am the reigning champ my friend
4: you are a champ and my cigar went out son of a gun <laughs> all right so i'm going to use this as an opportunity because uh I really have nothing to talk about for like five well, more minutes. Well, time
0: so. out, time out. We had a lot happen the past week. It was 4th of July. Let's talk a little bit about the 4th. You know, Dave always says that he tries to bring to this radio show a conversation that would occur in the tobacco stores, and, and obviously we bring that to the table, and All right. we're at a tobacco store. I would ask anyone here, hey, how was your 4th? So, Jonathan, how was your 4th? What'd you do? Did you check out the fireworks? Do you any traveling?
4: I hate fireworks. I had a uh, mishap when I was a child Okay, around fireworks. We used to go to, I lived in Haverhill, Mass., we used to go to the stadium, and it was like a big carnival, and you'd ride the Ferris wheel, which I, I was afraid of heights, so I would ride it and be freaked out, and there was an incident where people were shooting off fireworks into the crowd, so as, as a very, very young child, I became afraid of fireworks, I can see why. crowds, and heights, all at the same time, and so I'm completely over my fear of heights and my fear of crowds. Obviously, I'm a disc jockey, but fireworks—I'm not afraid of fireworks. I just—I'm not impressed by them. I'm not a fan. Wow! I don't like loud booms. I'm just, so,
0: do you go somewhere to escape fireworks? I stay home. You just stay home. I
4: stayed home. I edited my latest video for YouTube for eight hours and just kind of hung out with the wife and you know fought and worked on my video and then fought some more and, and worked on my video. It was good. How, how was your fourth?
0: It was good. See, I, I don't have a phobia towards fireworks. Um, uh, it was great though. Winnipeg uh, up to meredith saw the fireworks up there did some traveling as you guys know many of our listeners might know i just had a baby last week so
4: oh that's right yeah. i didn't get a chance to officially congratulate you on yeah, the no air no worries man thank congratulations yes they totally you. forgot about that Sorry, right. bad friend
0: no no i mean you got a lot of pressure right now no worries um <laughs> but it was great it was a little intense taking a seven day year old baby up to see some fireworks so not even that that old yet i think she was four days old on the fourth wow um but she did well she slept through the entire firework festivity itself um So it was great, though. It was great. We did some traveling, saw a castle in the clouds, and um, had some great seafood. You mentioned lobster earlier. I love lobster, by the way. My theory, Jonathan, is what took lobster from, like, servant food to food of kings is butter. I think once you mix butter into the equation, lobster went. Have you ever had lobster without butter? No. Yeah, right? It's just, it's like. That's disgusting. disgusting. (laughs) It's disgusting, right? Once you add butter in, it's a home run. Butter's. Pretty much makes any dish better. <laughs> so that's my theory on things. All
4: right. But, it's uh, too bad the uh, dairy industry went with milk because butter does a body good. I think that's right. let right. it on.
0: No, but the fourth was good. I mean, it's uh, it's one of those things where at that time of year I kind of get nostalgic and I really start thinking about our freedom. And you mentioned the tax issues that we're facing right now as cigar smokers. And um, you know, I think now the more than ever. Didn't Dave just get back from D.C. by the way? Mm-hmm. What was he doing down there? I hope he was trying he to. Was,
4: he was fighting for our rights. Uh, he was having a meeting about choosing the next president of the is it the i p c p r yeah. is that what he 's choosing it for yeah so he they uh they interviewed a couple of candidates uh, i 'm not sure how much i 'm allowed to talk about, but he 's not here smacking me so i 'm just going to talk about what I know no, yeah, we so not, then. <laughs> he um they had a candidate that they had in mind that was a real hot shot, and then that candidate backed out and so there was drama over where who they had to pick next and so uh, i don 't remember names but these guys are like this is what they do. They're they're all about organizations and running huge events and you know, some of the stuff that were listed as credentials, it was like, Holy crap, I didn't know one person was responsible for that. Wow. You know, big, huge, huge, huge event stuff. So that's what they were been doing. I think they did vote and settle on making an offer on a certain candidate. Right, so right, right. they're gonna move forward on that. Um,
0: That's that's what's great about people like Dave. I'm sure there's many other cigar store owners out there across the country and across the world, really. We have a lot of listenership up in Canada, I'm sure. Hopefully the same exists up there where you have the retail owners going out and and fighting legislation to keep taxes low. Um,
3: Absolutely.
4: Because
0: as we're seeing in New York, as we saw in Massachusetts, it's driving business outside of the states.
4: That it is. Uh, We lost a cigar smoker uh, a couple of weeks ago. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. Uh, Peter Falk passed away. Um, big-time cigar smoker, uh, did not even know what cigar he smoked. He did not know. He just smoked whatever the least expensive cigar was in uh, typically a uh, corner grocery store. Uh-huh. He'd walk in and, you know, what do you got for 50 cents, you know, for a while, and then it was what do you got for a buck, and that's what he smoked, uh, typically stuff without a band, probably short-filled. Uh, I do have one little sound bite here.
9: Paul and I went skinny dipping on the Riviera. Don't tell me those things. Lou, it was terrible. Don't tell me what he
3: did.
6: He made me play war. I don't want to hear about it. He was a stuck to dive bomber and I was Poland. Forget it, I said. I had to pretend I was asleep, and then in the middle of the night I heard these, these
0: great big bombers overhead. Why do you gang love up to tell me these things? Keep it to yourself, all right?
4: So, uh, not only was he famous for the Columbo series, but he did in the, the 70s and early 80s. He had... uh several movies that he was in that were riotous comedies. And, of course, I didn't even think I was going to play this, but in uh, having to vie for time here, uh, I decided to play it, and I can't remember what the names of them were, but I'm sure someone in the chat box will know. uh, But he always played a detective in all of his movies. One more question. Wasn't that his famous line? From Columbo. Constantly, constantly asking one more question. uh, And just such a goofy character. I read his... um, his autobiography a couple of years ago when I was laid up with a double hernia surgery. And he had the most to do with the development of the character even more than the writers. Oh, cool. He was one of those um, kind of actors, um, method, thank you, method actors who would sit back and actually think to himself, you know, what is my character's motivation? And so Mm. he happened to be thinking about his character, uh, and he's going through a secondhand store trying to think about what, this character Columbo would wear, and he comes across this raincoat, and he sees the raincoat, and he walks by it, and all he can think about the whole time through the thrift store is the raincoat, the raincoat, the raincoat, and he's trying on different shirts and stuff. He ends up leaving with the raincoat. There was only one raincoat for the entire show of Columbo, and it was that one raincoat that he bought at a thrift store for 50 cents. So he buys the raincoat, and he's wearing it around, and he's developing the character before they did even a second of filming. That's awesome. So he comes back and he pitches this this character to the writers. They love it. They rewrite the entire script uh, centered around this new kind of goofy, oddball, you know, from way on left field question asking detective, and then that's how the show developed its popularity.
0: That's awesome. It was awesome. And he was a cigar smoker.
4: A cigar smoker. Yeah. In every episode, always had a cigar. It was good. Drove that beat up, uh, what was the name of that car? It was always, always beat up. No one. No one's helping me here. Never watched it, huh? All right. Well, whatever. So, uh... What do you think of the stick,
0: by the way? Do you have any... Before we go to break, which is about two minutes away, do you have any flavors? Like, I know we always do Jonathan's Flavor of the Week. You're do you doing ha-
4: a heck of a job keeping me on task. I love this. Well, hey, man, that's a good You're good at what you do, Chuck.
0: <laughs> what do Thank you got, you. man? I'm um, getting, I'm getting some spice, a little cinnamon, believe it or not, but, uh... Primarily, a lot of spice in this thing, and I'm not sure. You know, this is this is kind of like a once in a blue moon cigar for someone like me on the on the mild to maybe a light medium side of the cigar smoker. This is a little bit strong for me, but uh, some intense flavors.
4: Well, what I said to Ernie was that I was getting cinnamon, and then he mentioned chocolate, and I was not that I would have a hard time picking out the flavor of chocolate. But when he mentioned that he was going for chocolate, he sometimes someone's power of suggestion uh, helps take over and so you when i started thinking about it with that cinnamon flavor that the first flavor that i got there is a, a hint of that dark dark cocoa kind of uh, alkaline flavor going on there so mm. you, you i'm picking up some of the bitterness of that into the sweetness of the cinnamon and so the two really do create a nice balance on the cigar huh. and uh, i think in the background i'm hearing some bumper music this is little floyd this means that we've We've made it just about to the first hour being done. Botanical Raisinets is what Mike Havy picked out of it because I gave him Dave's cigar. I hope Dave doesn't mind, but uh, I needed some uh, some advice on what he was feeling. So we are going to bump out to break right now. When we come back, we're going to be discussing the economy, what's coming out in cigars, and we're going to talk about the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival and how Mr. Jonathan messed up the date and had to back out. All when we come back on TCA, the Cigar Authority, right here on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. We'll be right back.
0: Attention all business owners and entrepreneurs looking to grow your business or increase sales? Well, here's your chance to get in on the ground floor of our exclusive radio show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority is broadcast across four powerful radio stations throughout New England, And across the globe via podcast and live video stream. Team up with the Cigar Authority Radio Network and start connecting with our vast and dynamic audience of educated consumers with disposable income. For advertising and business opportunities designed to take your business to the next level, call me, Chuck Morrison, today at 603 630 8041. That's 603 630 8041. Or send us an email at ads at the cigar authority.com Look, if there's one thing that's true about the Cigar Authority listeners, it's that they all enjoy the finer things in life. And that most certainly includes your product or service.
2: True or false? You don't have to spend a lot for a great cigar. True! Well, it's not true anymore thanks to Dos Ombre cigars. For over 20 years now, Dos Ombre has been the best bang for your buck brand, period. And with Dos Ombre, there's something for everyone. Try the mild white-banded Dos Ombre Dominican or the fuller-body green-banded Dos Ombre Nicaraguan or how about the red-banded Dos Ombre Honduran, available in natural or deep dark Maduro. Now with sizes for everyone, there's something for everyone. Handmade, long-filled, premium cigars in cost-saving bundles because you can't smoke the box. Dos Ombre, the best bang-for-your-buck premium cigar, period. Now available in flavors. Try Doss Sawnberry Flavors for something sweet.
4: Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of Mr. Jonathan is MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603-475-1391.
1: The back of the box is where all the bull goes. But in this case, there's no box. It's a bundle, a bundle of Desperado cigars. As a matter of fact, there's no band, no fancy ads, no promotions, or any bull at all. Because that costs money. And Desperado cigars are about saving you money. These are not first quality cigars. Not seamless, not perfect, or spectacular in any way. They are not made with tobaccos aged for 12 years, nor have they some secret fermentation process. This is second quality tobacco made in the Dominican Republic that was formed into a cigar for you to cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. We think they taste pretty good for the money, they'll smoke pretty well, and they are so affordable it wouldn't kill you to hand one to a friend or two to enjoy with you. Desperado cigars. They'll keep the bugs away and provide you with a nice, inexpensive smoke to experience for about a buck a cigar. Desperado. Boston Sports Station.
9: Your year, baby. Your year.
3: 1510, the zone. Forgot no about that, baby. WWZN, Boston.
0: The is the Cigar Authority. I'm
1: kind of a big deal.
0: The authority on everything cigar. You will respect my authority! Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. We have with us Christian Aroa. Rocky Patel. Victor Vitali. Eric Hansen. Oh my god, I can't believe it. Nick Perdomo. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Saka.
3: Here's is
2: Jesus Fuego.
0: Joe Kusano. WWE Hall of Famer Nikolai Volkov. It's the
2: rock star Pete Johnson.
0: Jorge
3: Padron. With your host, David Garofalo. That's me. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy.
0: And his friends.
3: That's you. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The Cigar
2: Authority. The one and only Cigar Authority. We are the Cigar Authority.
4: The Cigar Authority.
2: Damn it, motherfuckers.
4: It's the Cigar Authority. All right, now we're back very much, Aaron, back at the station for putting on that little uh, two-minute intro. Because that's two minutes that I don't have to talk, which is always <laughs> nice. But Dave texted me and teased me uh, just now in the break, which he's, if he's good enough, like well enough to text, I feel like he's well enough to come on the show. Or at least call in and, like, help me fill some time. That's all I'm going to say, David. Or chat box us, baby. He could be on the chat box. Come he's on, obviously man. listening between vomits, big baby. So, um... He texted me and said, how much did you enjoy hearing that bumper music when it came in? And, man, it was sweet. That meant I could stop talking. But now the bumper music's over, and it's time for the show to go on. We are the Cigar Authority. It's me, Mr. Jonathan, filling in for my good friend David Garofalo, who, yes, as you heard, has taken ill. He has a very severe case of the flu. That's what we're calling it. Uh, So he is listening at home and critiquing, and I'm sure he's taking notes, and he is going to have a list of things. Uh, that I need to fix.
0: Well, by the way, how much more respect do you have for Dave right now? I mean, this is not an easy gig. People are like, oh, radio, it can't be that hard. It is not easy, man.
4: It is. I would say it's 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 way more easy when you have somebody sitting next to you that can kick in, and so I'm glad that he has me and he has you to be able to help fill in, but he does the line share of the work, and for that I, I definitely have a new level of respect. I knew I would. I knew it was not going to be easy, but he really uh, – He's the man.
0: He's the man. You're doing an admiral's
4: job, though, Ann. I'm doing what I can. So uh, we are being listened to right now by WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston. WGH, I'm sorry, yeah, WGHM 900, The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire. WARL 1320, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island. WGAM 1250 ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. We also are video streaming live across the globe on ustream.tv. Uh, you just have to search the Cigar Authority if you uh, are listening on the radio and you want to watch what I've got going on, which is not much, <laughs> but I have something. Uh, you could look at my jacket; it matches my pants and my hat. It's nice. And uh, we are also podcasting for your downloading convenience and pleasure via Podbean.com. You can search us on iTunes as well. And all of our products are available on demand after the broadcast at any time on the CigarAuthority.com. That's the CigarAuthority.com. So why don't we light up our second cigar of the day? I'm going to give one of these to Chuck. Thank you, sir. And I believe that the signal that you just gave me is we have a caller on the line. That is the signal, my man. All right. And uh, Do you want to know who it is? I do want to know
0: who it is. He is from Vancouver. All right. Um, His initials are Ru... Uh, I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right, you Rudy blew it on that one. Rudiger. So my boy Rudy is calling in rudy how's it going
9: hey how's it going guys
4: doing all right uh not only are you tuning in today but you also tuned into another of my webcasts where i don't have to talk as much on wednesday night thank you very much
9: (laughs) yeah i was just thinking the same thing like mr jonathan's gonna have to talk for two hours straight i don't i don't (laughs) know how he's going to be able to handle that but i think you guys are doing really good
4: well, thank you very much. I still have uh, 52 minutes left to fill, so uh, I'm going to do the best I can with what I've got. So I'm actually, we're going to light up the same cigar that I smoked on my show. I did not know we were smoking this. I found out yesterday. Uh, but I actually like this cigar so much I already bought a box. It's the Cartel. Have you, do you get the Cartel up there?
9: Uh, you know, I, don't, uh, I doubt that we do. It's a pretty, pretty thin selection of uh, non-Cubans that we get, but um, I'm sure we'll get it eventually.
4: All right. Well, it is a short filled cigar, uh, very, very flavorful, and the price point on this can't be beat. It's a dollar, a dollar a stick. Wow, it's amazing. This thing is smoking. Uh, it flavor wise, I would say I'd pay four or five dollars for it. In fact, when Dave blinded me on it the first time, uh, that's what uh, I guessed it as. I couldn't believe it when he told me it was a dollar.
0: You cut the edge at the end, by the way.
4: I actually, I'm using my ZyCar bullet cutter. If you'd like to use it, you're welcome to. But Or you can use a regular cutter. I'm going to try the regular cutter. Okay. Here. So what are you smoking up there, Rudy? Uh,
9: currently nothing, but I'm really looking forward to this Rocky Patel 1992 that I've got in my humidor that I've been kind of saving.
4: Nice. Oh, nice. It's just sitting in there calling to you, Rudy.
9: It really is. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, I was going to ask you guys, uh, maybe kind of in, in the interest of, of being an actual cigar show, um maybe you guys could could talk about uh your kind of being relative newbies in the cigar world, your experiences with aging and you know uh how you feel about about aging cigars because somebody on the chat box one time was was saying you know how he didn 't believe in buying any cigar that couldn 't be smoked right away, and while I agree uh you know, to some extent, I think there's a beauty and an art in aging cigars and in kind of seeing the difference between uh, a newly bought cigar from, the, from, from B&M or a cigar that's been aged, say, five years. Um, so, so I thought you guys could talk a bit about that, and I'd be interested to hear what your views are on that.
4: It's actually it's funny and coincidental that you mentioned that, because when I was thinking about stuff that I would use as filler if, we'll say, Ernie didn't call in, one of the thoughts I had was, uh, as, a, as a fairly new cigar smoker myself, only with about a year in as a serious smoker, aging cigars really is an art form. And the, the, I mean, anybody can put something aside and, and have it do whatever it does, but being able to manage your humidor is the biggest obstacle that a new cigar smoker is going to face if they plan on ever aging. One of the things that I struggle with is the location of my humidor, as an example. I keep it in my studio, which is in a basement. Now, the humidity in the basement, relatively speaking, is fairly high, and yet I still have my cigars drying out, and I found out that the reason was that I had a humidor that was too large for the amount of cigars I was aging. Hmm. So what I went ahead and did was uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop has the Dos Ombre brand cigars, so I picked up four bundles of my favorite one, which is the Bundle Press one, and I put those in there. Because by reducing the amount of air space you have in your humidor, hmm. now the amount of air that you're trying to manage the humidity of is reduced. So now you can more effectively control the elements inside that humidor. So when you open up the humidor and all that humid air gets out and the air exchange happens, you take out a cigar and you close it, now your humidifying element doesn't have to work as hard to rehumidify that air. Right. Or in the case of in the summertime, you know, being in a basement, the humidity is way up there, to the point where sometimes the walls are sweating, and so now I have to rely on the cedar in the humidor wicking the moisture away yeah. Yeah. and absorbing that, so that the cigars don't end up uh, getting mold on them, or or worse, you know, the, the um, if it gets too humid and too warm, you end up seeing, uh, you know, eggs hatching, and you end up with worms in your cigar, and, uh, you know, that could be a problem that way.
0: See, I'm on the exact. Opposite end of the spectrum, where my humidor is a little bit too small at this point, where mm. my cigar collection is essentially increasing, uh, necessitating the need for a larger humidor. So I'm kind of running out of room right now. Um, but like you, like Rudy, I have a question for you. You mentioned your your Rocky Patel that you have right now that uh, is 92. Is that right?
9: Yeah, it's the vintage 92, yeah.
0: How long has that been aging for now?
9: Uh, it hasn't been too long. It's uh, I guess it's been about a month and a half now.
0: Okay. Because I was going to say my average, the average span of a cigar sitting in my humidor is only about three or four weeks. I'm really not keeping them in there that long. And I'm wondering if I'm doing something wrong there. Because, again, as you pointed out, I'm a total noob yeah. to cigar smoking. So um, I know Dave, for example, he's got cigars that are literally decades old.
4: Oh, absolutely. I, I just bought, I bought a box of the uh, M80s to age. So I put those in the bottom cool. of the humidor, and I have all my other cigars kind of stacked around and on top of them but I left the box in there intact, sealed, in case someday I come across Pete and I'll have him sign it and it'll be, you know, authentic. But I do plan on smoking those and seeing what the difference is after a year and then after two years and three years and so on until the cigar does peak. That's going to be the one that I experiment with, which, you know, it could be good, could be bad, you know, I don't know. I still am very, very new at aging, so I don't even know if I have my uh humidor set right, and that's that's part of the process of a rookie cigar smoker.
0: Well, I've also heard that as far as positioning goes inside a humidor, and, and this is to what you just said, Jonathan, putting heavier cigars on the bottom and lighter cigars on the top. Now, again, I'm not sure if there's any logic or reason to that or if it's just a rumor I heard, But uh, so that's what I strategically do is I'll put fuller-bodied cigars on the bottom and lighter cigars on the top, and typically they're outside of the box, so they're either in phone or... Um, Just loose, if you will.
4: There's actually only one cigar brand that is recommended that you age it in the cellophane, and that's Perdomo products because their cellophane is made out of an all-natural wood product. So the cellophane itself breathes. Mm. All your other cellophane is a plastic product, so you're better off removing that cellophane, getting it out of there, Uh. and then a larger humidor will typically come with shelves or drawers. So you want to keep cigars that are similar together because there's going to be a little cross-blending going on So we'll just say you had a cigar, uh, you know, a very light Connecticut Shade-wrapped cigar next to a very heavy, we'll say, Don Pepin-style cigar sitting side by side. Those two cigars are communicating and sharing moisture and starting to share flavors, Hmm. so you're going to taint both of them. You may not detect the tainting on the Don Pepin one, but you'll definitely detect it on that Connecticut Shade if you let it sit there for a couple of years. That's my understanding. Again, I'm the rookie. Dave would be the expert to ask but we're actually we're going to have our own little expert on in a minute. We're going to have Mike Heavey over here sitting in, and we can ask him when he's in. Actually, Mike, what are you doing right now? Oh, you're pulling up the couch. Come on over. Have a seat. <laughs> All right, Rudy, we're going, to bring, we're going to bring Mike over here, and we'll ask him that. Thank you very much for calling in and helping us, Phil. I really appreciate it. You've always been a good friend to the Cigar Authority. If only you weren't in Canada, and we could ship you stuff and be able to get it to you easily.
0: I i i've had some good times with rudy uh over over the internet where we've had some cigars virtually uh throughout some of the playoff hockey that was kind of enjoyable and good fight by your boys up there in vancouver uh, rudy by the way
9: uh not not in the end but thank you for saying that and uh you guys are doing a great job uh have a have a great day
4: thank you very much rudy for calling in we we appreciate it folks if you'd like to call in and try to add to the show which dave is going to say this is a mistake to do but i'm going to do it anyways I'm going to give out the phone number at 617 237 1234. That's 617 237 1234. I would love to hear your call in and, and your comments. Right now, we're smoking the cartel, and we have a guest, my boy, Michael Havey. Michael J. Havey, how the heck are you?
10: Oh, great. Uh, pretty good since I was talking to you three minutes ago, but not bad.
4: All right, that that was a nice segue. So we just had Rudy on, and he was asking us about uh, humidor's. And Chuck mentioned that uh, he has heard that you want to put your heavier body stuff on the bottom of your humidor, and your lighter body stuff on the top. Any truth to that?
10: I've never heard that before. Okay, but it makes sense. I think the most important thing is to keep the humidity lower. If you're going to smoke it relatively soon, mm-hmm. we, you're looking ideally 70% humidity, 70 degrees. If you're going to age it, you want a lower humidity
4: and a lower temperature, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, closer well, um, to the 60 range.
10: What would be considered short-term aging, like month less or? I'd say six months or less. Okay. Yep. Um, if a better, a stronger cigar usually ages better because everything will get milder. Um, if you're aging something very mild, you might want to put more cedar in it because if you don't, there won't be any taste to it. Um,
4: all right. That's the key. That is the key. You just found out it's not that easy to do the talking. No,
10: it's very, very tough. (laughs) I feel bad. I will never make fun of you for this. No, that's all right. You're
4: welcome to make fun. So coming out at the IPCPR, uh, all the companies, this is like, uh, the biggest Richard contest in the cigar world. So everybody's coming in with their bigger, their brighter, their more fantastic, their more spectacular products, and they are going to release them to the retailer. So from what I understand, because I've actually never been, but the picture that David's painted is there are rows and rows and rows of cigar vendors, and everyone's got their newest and most awesome thing right there in the front for the retailers to try. So in any given day... You are sampling as a retailer hundreds of cigars, not 10 cigars, not 20 cigars. You could easily go through hundreds of cigars in a day walking up and down the aisles. So what do you want to go to if you are a retailer? Because this is not something that customers are even allowed to go to. Although I did hear some grumblings that uh, there are some cigar companies that invite customers to the IPCPR, and it irritates everybody, and they somehow get away with doing it every year. I'm not exactly sure what that's about. So um, Camacho and Room 101 have announced a new limited edition cigar called the Nama Kubi. I don't have a lot of information about that. I know that Tatuahe is also coming out with their seventh Kappa Especial mm-hmm. uh, with the Sumatran wrapper. And as I teased before the break, Tatuahe's Halloween Monster Series this year is going to be called the Wolfman. Uh, they had the Boris and the Drac, the Frank, the Face, and now they've got the Wolf- the Wolfman. I like that. Uh, Drew Estates has a new 60 ring gauge cigar they're calling My Uzi weighs a Ton. Like I said, they're, they're going for spectacular. So the name that they put on the front may not end up being the name of the cigar when it is released because you're not, you know, Dave's not going there and coming home with, boxes upon boxes of cigars, mm. he may come home with a couple of samples for us to smoke on the show and give out to the guys, but the reality is he's going there to see what he wants to order and add to his 1,100 open boxes that he's got here in the store. So my Uzi weighs a ton if I'm David and I'm walking by the Drew Estates table, that name makes me stop and say, okay, all right, I'm interested, at least in talking about the cigar, what do you got, what is it? He's going to see it's a 60 ring gauge, that'll turn him off personally, but he may still he may still be
10: all in. The best part about when Dave comes back from the show, it's like Christmas. He comes home with a briefcase, probably the size of this table, and um, it's filled with cigars. And we're walking around. Everyone in the shop starts cutting and smoking them. And you're like, oh, Dave, what you think about this cigar? He's like, this is my 700th cigar. I forget what <laughs> it tastes like. And uh, from there, you get to try a lot of good new stuff.
4: Now, Liga Pravada is uh, fashionably late with their entrance into the uh, 60 ring gauge world here. They are coming out with their crown, and they're calling it right now the Royale with Cheese. It's a 6x60 T-52. Uh, this is, I think, it, it, they're not only coming out with that, but they're also going to be announcing a slight price increase at the show, and so I think they're going to try to kind of mask the price increase with something new and spectacular. A little
10: uh, Pulp Fiction reference. A little Pulp Fiction little reference, pulp fiction? yes. Uh,
4: Davidoff has their white label. Uh, Janny Garcia, the uh, brother of Jaime Garcia, and no, I'm sorry. she Her brother is Jaime Garcia, and she's the daughter That's of right. Don Pepin. Uh, she's coming out with a cigar. Uh, that should be interesting. Uh, La Polina's got one coming out. The Padron Family Reserve, number 47, probably one of the highest anticipated cigars. They come out with something new and exciting every year. I know that that's one of the tables that David loves to visit.
10: Now, a loaded question, but out of all the Padron and the 45, 44, 46, what's your favorite?
4: I, the one that has stuck out in my mind is the 45.
10: 45.
4: Yes.
0: How about you, Chuck? Padron? Oh, uh, I got an gonna, ovation. Is it the 67? That's not on your. It's,
10: it wasn't part of your question, but is it padrone 64, or 67? Uh, no, no, the 40, 44. 45, 46. 46, I might be thinking of. 46? 46. Yeah. 46, my favorite. It's a little bigger, but that's what she said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got a question for you real fast, Jonathan. This, seems, this kind of comes from the chat box, and it was,
0: it's a reference to what you alluded to when you started this conversation about larger ring uh, gauges, cause r- larger ring gauge sizes coming out. And I want to know from Havy, as a uh, tobacconist here, if you've seen a trend uh, growing with consumers having more of a need for larger,
10: um, larger gauge sizes. It's amazing. Gran Habano came out with a cigar that's a good inch thick. And I first saw it, I was like, there's no way this could sell. It's too big. It's too big. It's one of the best sellers in the store. Really? People see it. They want a long smoke. It looks cool. It's only a few cents more than the smaller sizes. And it lasts them all day. How about the draw? Are there any issues with draw when you get that it's, large? It's even better. Really? It's even better. Yeah, you, you, get, have a, you get lots of smoke.
4: I think that as a sign of the times with the economy being the way it is, people are looking for a perceived value. Mm. So if you are going up, you know, noticeably from a 52 to a 60 ring gauge, and it's only a few cents more, as a consumer, you're looking and saying, okay, this bigger ring gauge cigar is more bang for my buck. Most consumers are not cigar dorks like we are, where, where it's smoking the cigar going, this tastes like walnuts, okay, they go, okay, I'm smoking cigars because I like to smoke cigars. This is what I do. Oh, 60 ring gauge. This is more bang for my buck. People may agree, disagree with that, but that's, that's how I see it. Um, Thunder. This new cigar is called Thunder. Rocky Patel's brother, Nish Patel, is coming out with his own cigar. So uh, it also, two of them, I'm sorry, two of them, Thunder and Zen. He's got them both. Uh, Winston Churchill is relaunching their stuff uh lito gomez with la flor dominicana is coming out with some new packaging and uh, i think this is the one that i'm the most excited about to smoke uh because i'm a big big fan of cusano anything uh cnc cigar company is coming out with their rollback and their lrmd limited edition maduro cigars uh that's really exciting and then i believe that it's pronounced the ps de la resistance or something like that i'm not french so i did I say it right? Sure. Whatever it is. Yeah. The definitely. big the big show, is <laughs> 7 by 70 wow. it's a monster, uh, and it's coming out as a, it's a JFR just for retailers. It's the 770 LE. LE typically stands for light edition. Yeah. I can't imagine something that's 7 by 70 being light, but they're only coming out with 1,000 boxes, uh, and they're selling for $7.70. They're obviously yeah. getting those 770, 0, 7, 0. they're working that as much as they possibly can. Uh, And Kurt Kendall's 724 cigar, uh, he's coming out with the 1874 version of it. Uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen with the Sam Lachia debut with his kind of legal battles that's going on. So someone said, Ben said it's great pronunciation. Thank you. (laughs) I do. I really, I do what I can. Uh, So uh, this is what happens. You put the stupid show page underneath, and then you don't know what's coming up. Uh, Trivia? Uh, Trivia? Trivia is going to happen right after the break. We're going to come back with that. We'll do birthdays, and uh, we'll do the trivia. So is it okay to bump out to break? Do you think we can pull that off? Hey,
0: Jonathan, it's your dime. It's your dance floor, man. You're running the show. (laughs) My (laughs) show.
4: We are the TCA, which is the Cigar Authority. You're listening to us live on the Cigar Authority radio network. When we come back, we have today's birthdays. We've got trivia, Mike versus Chuck, and we're going to talk about the FDA's involvement with tobacco products. Thank you very much. This is the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network.
1: Fleur
0: de Lorraine. She came from the streets of Paris. Fleur de Lorraine is a magnificent jewel of a cigar with a contemporary French style and prestige. Flor de Lorraine marries rare aged tobaccos in old-world craftsmanship.
1: Flor de Lorraine.
0: Deep layers of lush tobaccos fuse in a symbol of charismatic intensity for luxurious expression with no concession. Floor de Lorraine. Discover Floor de Lorraine's rich, bold taste with a little European flair. Floor de Lorraine. Discover the extraordinary craftsmanship behind every Floor de Lorraine.
1: Floor de Lorraine.
0: Lorraine. Discover Floor de Lorraine's elegance, charm, and value. Floor de Lorraine, now available in natural, or Maduro. Discover Fleur de Lorraine cigars at fine tobacconists everywhere.
1: Fleur de Lorraine.
0: Fleur de Lorraine. From the streets of Paris to you. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms, Hi. This is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family, until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can get Guarantee you, it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make
3: mountains move. I say, sir, enjoying a good cigar shouldn't cost you a fortune. And it doesn't have to when you light up a classic. Classic brand cigars are priced right, and there is a blend or size just right for you. Classic Connecticut is a mild and smooth smoke, while the Classic Maduro is deep, dark, and delicious. The Classic Cameroon has a hint of natural sweetness that will keep you coming back for more and more But it's the classic Cuban that is bold and full-flavored, just like the classic Cuban cigars from before the embargo. Every classic blend is available in four classic sizes, the Robust, Toro, Churchill, and Torpedo. But whichever one you choose, a classic cigar will guarantee you a smooth and easy draw. Classic cigars. The name says it all, sir.
8: The ads are all over TV and radio. Foreclosure. Default loan modification. If you're having trouble making your mortgage payments before you give up, ruin your good name, and lose your home, you need to call Paul Antonelli, that short sale guy. As a Coldwell banker agent, Paul specializes in helping people sell their home in a short sale. You see, a short sale is a complicated transaction. Most real estate agents don't understand. Not every homeowner can qualify for a short sale, and some lose valuable time and money when they try the short sale process only. To to find that they don't qualify. Paul understands the process and knows the steps for a successful short sale. When you call, Paul will cover all the necessary details and tell you if a short sale is possible on your property. Remember the name, Paul Antonelli, or go to ThatShortSaleGuy.com and watch Paul's informational videos. Then call and let his expertise guide you to a successful short sale. You're at your computer now, so go to ThatShortSaleGuy.com. Paul Antonelli and the short sale team. Go to ThatShortSaleGuy.com
6: Please enjoy responsibly.
4: And we are back here on the Cigar Authority, broadcasting live from Salem, New Hampshire, out of Two Guys Smoke Shop in their Salem location. We are going straight into Happy Birthday today. And there we go. Today is July 9th. It is the 190th day of the year. There's only 175 days remaining until the end of the year, which puts us at about uh, 171 until Christmas, if I'm not mistaken. So today, O.J. Simpson was born, American football player and actor. Now, not only is he famous for what he's famous for, potentially or whatever, killing or not killing, depending on whether you read his book or didn't read his book, if he did it... He did it. He did it. Alright, so he's famous for uh, possibly murdering someone and getting away with it, because uh, if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. (laughs) Uh, He also, he has since been arrested in Las Vegas and charged with uh, numerous felonies, including armed robbery, kidnapping, and, uh, I'm sorry, armed robbing and kidnapping, and in 2008, he was found guilty and sentenced to 33 years imprisonment with a minimum of nine years without parole. And he is currently serving his sentence uh, in Lovelock Correctional Center in Lovelock, Nevada. This is what I got for OJ Simpson soundbite here. I love you.
1: I love you too, Nordberg. Who were they? Chef. Oh, that's right,
9: Nordberg. Vote. Uh, When you're better, we'll go sailing together on a boat. We'll take a cruise, just like last year.
4: That, of course, is uh, from The Naked Gun. Great series of movies. Yes, it is. Uh, Up next, his birthday celebrating today is uh, Jimmy Smits, the American actor uh, and attorney. He starred as the attorney, Victor Sibola, in the 1980s legal drama, L.A. Law. He also was uh, famous for being on NYPD Blue as Detective Bobby Simone. Uh, he also played a U.S. congressman and later the President of the United States as Matt Santos in the West Wing. And this is what I got for Jimmy.
9: That's oh, not gosh, what
4: I have for Jimmy. Me. This is what I have for Jimmy. <laughs> And that is a commercial because he is a big fan of uh, illegal immigrants being paid a fair wage, Chuck, for working. So that commercial goes on to say that if you are an undocumented uh, person, in the United States, and you are working and not receiving at least minimum wage for your lack of documentation, there is a phone number for you to call and report the SOB that hired you for not paying you a fair wage. Wow. Why can't we have a phone number to call to report everybody for being undocumented and for hiring instead of hiring someone who is a legal resident? You would think. Now, it's not, I don't, you know, it, for me, it doesn't matter to me if you're White, black, Hispanic, if you're from Ireland, if you're Rudy from Canada and you come over and you're living here and you're undocumented, you're an illegal alien. Something should be done. You should have to go through the, the process. That's how I feel. Um, one of my favorite actors now, uh, Tom Hanks. Okay. Now, there were a ton.
0: Let me ask you this. Favorite yes. Tom Hanks
4: movie? I am a huge, huge fan of Forrest Gump.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. For me, either Forrest Gump or the movie Big.
4: Oh, I totally forgot about Big with the giant piano. Yes. One of the best oh. seeds ever.
0: Yes. I One mean, who didn't want that ever? studio apartment as a kid? Absolutely. Or even as an adult.
4: Absolutely. So, uh, for Tom Hanks, I was able to pull up.
0: Yeah! Look what I have created! Oh, yeah. I have made fire. Fire. Wilson. Great movie. Yes, great Castaway. That's
4: probably my second favorite one.
0: That was a great movie.
4: Great movie. He did such a good job. He spent 45 minutes not talking in that movie. Yeah. Everything was just acted. You know, he's making the fire. The thing split. Wilson, man. Wilson probably should have got an Academy Award. I
0: totally agree.
4: He did such a good job, that, that lovely Wilson. Uh, next up, we have Courtney Love. Uh, she's an American singer, guitarist, and actress. Uh, when she acts, she is Courtney Michelle Harrison, she is famous for being in the band Hole, mm. and what not a lot of people realize is she got her fame in Hole because she released the album just days after Kurt Cobain took his own life. Mm. And so what's funny about it is, I don't know it, how much you know about producing music, but it would be difficult to produce an entire album in four days. Some of the lyrics are a little bit suspect, like in um, in this particular song, Doll Parts, that she's most famous for. Um, She, I have it written down here. No, I don't.
9: What are you looking for?
4: Well, there was a, there's a certain, uh, you, oh, You Don't ache Like I ache. Almost suggesting like her heart is broken over the Kurt Cobain thing, but the album was released four days after, so, the, you know, it was two weeks. Uh, it was done being produced long before he killed himself. Hmm. Kind of brought up some questions about whether or not she knew it was going to happen or not.
0: Oh, interesting.
4: And our final birthday today. is fred savage oh
3: yeah wonder years
4: famous for being in the wonder years and this was the theme song for wonder years
0: what would you do
4: yeah this is how it starts the opening credits are there and everything that was a great
0: show by the way
4: it was a great show
0: yeah Vinny agrees as well our man rudy yep absolutely chat box it up
4: nice all right, so let's talk. You went
0: to school in uh, New Hampshire, by the way, Dartmouth College.
4: Really? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's these fun facts, Chuck. This is why we keep you around.
0: Well, bring on the trivia.
4: Bring on the trivia. Well, we don't have a Mike Havy over here, so while we're waiting for Mike, we're going to talk a little bit about the FDA. Uh, the cigar consumers and premium tobacconists are being asked not to let the FDA dictate. Uh, we would like you to urge members of Congress to co-sponsor a bill known as HR. 1639. Uh, it's federal legislation that's been introduced to prevent the FDA from regulating premium cigars in the future. This historic legislation will protect the premium cigar industry. It's a bill to keep the U.S. Food and Drug Administration from regulating premium cigars as part of its newly acquired tobacco oversight. Uh, it's inching along in Congress. It does have 22 co-sponsors, including a second Democrat. Uh, It was introduced by Bill Posey, a Republican from Florida, of all places. Now, of course, Florida being heavily involved in the tobacco industry. I think that must have had something to do with it. Uh, Something that Dave goes in down into D.C. to explain to politicians is that cigarettes and cigars are very, very, very different. Uh, Just sharing some traits, and really the only trait being that there's tobacco in both of them. Uh, that's the only thing that makes them similar. They are nowhere near identical. Cigarettes are all machine-made, mm-hmm. uh, whereas premium cigars are not. Cigarettes are actually nicotine delivery systems. You don't smoke a cigarette because you like the way a Marlboro tastes. You know, it's not. You don't. You don't sit back ever in your life and go, you know what? Today I'm in a Camel mood. Yeah. If you smoke Marlboros, you smoke Marlboro all the time. If you smoke Camel, you smoke Camel all the time. If you're one of those whack job menthol people, that's what you smoke all the time. So, premium cigars are not nicotine delivery systems. I have gone months without smoking cigars. In fact, when my wife and I were looking into life insurance, you got to go through the blood tests and everything, and I was cur- you know, concerned about ha- taking a blood test and having them detect no there's nicotine in my system right. so i stopped smoking for a month i had no withdrawal whatsoever no headaches no nothing cigarettes are addictive packed C- with chemicals they are they I mean, are packed something like 372 detected chemicals uh, cigars have one ingredient it's tobacco it's a rolled up leaf
0: One of my favorite stats, Jonathan, that Dave always mentions is it's more harmful to light up a scented candle than it is a cigar. And that's no word of a lie. I mean, the chemicals, just the chemicals. I mean, it kind of kills me. You see sometimes people walk into this cigar store, and I'm sure other cigar stores with kids, and and, and you see this a lot with women. No offense to the women listeners, but you see this a lot. They walk in and they, like, cover their noses and stuff. It's like this is is, nothing could be more natural than, than just lit tobacco. I mean, the smoke is totally natural. It's, it's as safe as being around a campfire, if not safer, in my opinion.
4: Cigarettes are found almost everywhere, whereas premium cigars are found in premium cigar locations like Two Guys Smoke Shop. You go into a brick-and-mortar store, you're going in there for one reason, to look at their selection of cigars. This store happens to have 1,100 open boxes, so you're coming in here to check out the Perdomos or check out the Cusanos. Uh, cigars do not market to children, Uh, There is a small little discrepancy in there. Uh, I feel, David feels, that the flavored cigars should be pushed off and, you know, possibly not ever even sold in a premium cigar location because those, like Philly's Blunts and the the bubblegum flavor and the blueberry flavor and all that stuff.
10: But not to be confused with infused cigars. Correct. Correct. Two, two very different Thank you. things. That's like a very good point. The acid and the tobacco special and stuff like that, that it's an all-chemical process. They put a block of chocolate next to it to make the cigar taste chocolatey. Um, they don't dip it in chemicals or things like that. The Absolutely. infused is still infused a premium cigar. You're it's, not... Mike, it's Mike Cavey you're listening to, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, back, he's back. Back on that Back. He snuck back From in. From my hiatus. Any relation
0: to Brad Marshawn, by the way?
10: As soon as the Bruins won, <laughs> every person who came in the store called me Baby Lucci or Marshawn.
0: You look a lot like Marshawn, man. That's a compliment, by the way. I mean, he's... It's,
4: it's the handsome nose. Guy.
10: It's the nose. Women love him. Yeah. All
4: right. So what uh what we're urging you to do is hit up your local congressmen, your local senators, and express your disdain for the fDA having anything to do with premium cigars and premium tobacco products. The fDA has a hard enough time managing food we We are constantly finding out all of the things that they've allowed into foods like human growth hormone or growth i'm sorry growth hormone in general that is having a negative effect on Children, girls are developing at the, as early as 8 and 9 now because they're drinking the milk that has the hormones in it. This is something that's regulated by the FDA, and they're not getting that right. Why would we want them involved in something that we love,
10: cigars? We don't. All right. <laughs> I love how you just throw that sheet down. I just have to
4: throw it down because it gets, it gets lost in here, and then I end up trying to read from it a second time. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to have a little battle. We're going to have Mike Havy versus Chuck. Now, I'm not even sure how Dave does this, so I'm just going to wing it and see what happens. I got the bell. I'm ready to keep score. And it's on like Donkey Kong. Can you use that bell? That's that's Dave's bell. I know, that's... Man. Dave's not here.
10: Uh, oh, whoa. Whoa. All right.
4: Now, how many, aver- how many uh, kernels does an ear of corn average chuck?
0: How many ears of corn does what?
4: How many kernels of corn does an ear of corn average?
0: Oh, um... 1,375.
4: Okay. So now I'm going to put this to Havy and have you make a guess, and whichever one of you is closest without going over, you win. Kernels of corn in an ear of corn.
10: In an ear of
4: corn. You've already had all the time to think about this that Chuck was thinking. You should just be able to spit it out.
10: I'm dyslexic. I'm not good with numbers. Okay. That's that's not very nice. But uh, (laughs) um, let's say... Eight hundred and five.
4: You're close. It's eight hundred. Neither of you gets a point because you both went over.
10: I, I was five
0: off. I don't care. You lose. I like your judging already. Oh, All right. This is horrible. <laughs> wow.
4: Uh, the average calories burned daily by sled dogs running in the Alaskan <laughs> annual Iditarod race. Oh, my God. <laughs> Starting uh, with Havy. Sixteen hundred. Okay. Chuck. Uh, Nine hundred. All right. That's going to go to Mike Havy. It's actually Ten thousand. Ooh! So, Mike and Chuck. Wow! Mike's up by one. The average length of a coat hanger when it is straightened in inches, please, Chuck.
0: Uh, that would be thirty-six.
10: And Mike Cavey. Three feet. So that would be the same answer. Um, let's say thirty-eight. All right, that goes to Mike Cavey. It's forty-four inches. Wow. Congratulations!
4: Ooh, I got a bell. Nice. Aaron's on point over there. I got the stupid bell in front of me. I forgot to ring it. Uh, the average number of squirts from a cow's udder needed to yield a gallon of milk, starting with Mr.
10: Havey. From my existential experience with cows, I would have to say 106.
4: 106. 200. 200 goes to Chuck. It's 345. Ooh. Actually, interesting story about breast milk to tell you guys. I was, <laughs> I was holding a baby and I was bouncing her on my knee and she projectile vomits all over my leg. And <laughs> thank you, Aaron. Uh, so I am mildly disgusted because there's vomit on my leg, but whatever. It's not that bad. And so I get a paper towel and I'm cleaning it up. And one of the moms near me said, just be thankful that that's breast milk, or it would really smell. And I was then completely 100% turned on, I mean, freaked out, <laughs> and I uh, threw the baby out the window. All right, so <laughs> cats average how many hours of sleep per day, which is uh, this is the most of any mammal, Mr. Havey. 20. 20, he says. 21. 21. You both fail. It is 16. Ooh. 20. So they're only awake four hours a day? Oh, he's Aaron. good. He is good. Uh, during pregnancy, the average woman's uterus expands up to blank times its normal size. Four. Four times its normal size. I say three. Three. It would go to Chuck because it is five hundred times what? its normal size. <laughs> we are tied up. We are so close with yeah, our <laughs> with our guesses. Every, Every square inch of the human body has an average of 32 blank. Now I'm looking for thousands, millions, hundreds, thousands, billions, trillions, blah, 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 bacteria. It's 32X bacteria. Mr. Havy. Million. Havy says million. Chuck? 100,000. It is million. Putting Mike Havy at three. This makes me happy because now Chuck is losing. Yes. And I like Chuck losing uh, average the average beaver this is the woodland creature. The average beaver can cut down how many trees in one year. Chuck
0: um we'll say a hundred
10: Chuck says a hundred what type of tree is like big redwoods or little i'm gonna little go with pine i'm trees. gonna go
4: with like little pine trees, probably
10: let's say... 587. We're going to
4: give that to Chuck because it's 200. It's tied up. This is the tiebreaker right here. I'm used to Methuen beavers there. That's a there. hedgehog's heart beats X times in a minute on average and drops to only 20 beats per minute during hibernation. Starting with Mike Havy, how many times does a hedgehog's heart beat 200. a minute? 200. In four times. 204 times. Chuck? A minute? In a minute. Uh,
0: 185.
4: Okay. And 185 would go to Chuck because it is actually 190 times.
3: Wow. Making
4: Chuck Chuck. the undefeated heavyweight champion of the world when it comes to senseless trivia. (laughs) This page will never be used again. (laughs) And we'll keep this one for David. Uh, The one final thing that I wanted to talk about that's on my list here uh, is the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival. So the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival is an event that happens, guess where? In the Rocky Mountains. At the event, you can expect to see or to partake in cigars, cigars, and more cigars. They also feature beer, wine, and spirit samples. There is going to be a contest including challenging... Jackie the Angel Carol at a game of pool. I'm not sure. I don't follow pool. He must be some sort of big wig like, you know, world champion like, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is he? Do you know about pool? Billiards? Yeah.
0: Not much. I know how to no. play. I play. I don't really follow the pros. Yeah, I
4: barely know how to play. Uh, that's not the kind of ball breaking that I do. Uh, there's going to be meet and greets with NFL Hall of Famer Randy the Manster White. you know who nice. that is? Yes, yes. All right. Yep. You know football. And also, we've had, a, as a guest uh, by Colin on this show, uh, Joe Ganescoli. Oh, yeah! You'll be able to yeah. meet him and hang yeah. out with him. Music by the band the Funkafino. Uh, lunch with Colorado's Best Beef. I don't know what that is. There's a grand prize giveaway of a new motorcycle. And I'm going to try to say it one more time. The Pierre de la Resistance is... <laughs> The Cigar Authority will be there. I love it. That's what we think. It's a good time,
0: Jonathan. I wish you were going because I went last year, as you know, with uh, Tommy and Dave. And uh, the, the folks out there are just tremendous. It's in Boulder, correct again?
4: Uh, i pretty sure
0: it is. It so doesn't say. That's where it was last year. but Yeah, it they've doesn't say on my sheet. They've got this huge tent set up, which is where we were stationed doing the live. Well, not a live show, a tape show, which we ended up airing live. But, uh, yeah, they've got a pool table in the center so you can actually play against the pro. Um, some great cigar manufacturers. Some Awesome, awesome eat. Some good food out there, nice. man. So This is the second
4: time they're doing it. Yeah, the first so- time was a huge hit. The doors open at 1 p.m., uh, and it wraps up around 7. That's a total of six hours of nonstop cigar fun. This is going to happen August 28th, 2011. Um, so what did happen was I was all in for this. And somehow David and I got confused, and it, I'm sure it wasn't him, I'm sure it was me, about the date I looked in the wrong month or the wrong year's calendar, and I said I was open, when the fact is I'm I'm actually not open. I've had a wedding, a wedding booked for eight months, yeah. and so I had to back out. Uh, David is going to be there, obviously. I think I do have a solution using the recorder and headsets, where he'll be able to interview people uh, one at a time and just kind of pull them aside and do his thing. Yeah. So we should be able to work that out.
0: Myself, I was kind of pending on this NFL season. I mean, we have the lockout here going on in the states with with the uh, with the NFL, and and looking ahead, I, I had the suspicion that you know they might come to an agreement, and I didn't want to double book myself and uh, you know commit to something that I'd have to back out of. So I unfortunately. Um, will not be able to make it out there because of a preseason game, which normally are on Thursdays, but the Patriots playing a national televised game uh, that weekend in Detroit against the Lions. So that's my reasoning, but so bummed out because, Jonathan, it's such a good time, man.
4: It certainly sounds like a good time. There's a variety of tickets available, uh, and you can check it out online at rmcigarfest.com forward slash event, and you'll be able to pull that all that information up. Uh, from there, so, Chuck, uh, in the final wrap-up here, yep, I made it. You did, baby. David, uh, for anyone that tuned in late, David called in sick yesterday. I uh, did a little scrambling to be able to put stuff together. It is
0: freezing in hell, by the way, official right now. Yeah, I think the temperature is below uh, the, minus 12 degrees right now in hell.
4: It is, yeah. It's definitely zero degrees Celsius. Uh, so uh, the devil is having some iced tea. That's uh, that's what's going on. Uh, David never gets sick, for starters, but then... When he is sick, he plays hurt, and he's just not here. He wasn't able to make the show. So uh, I filled in in a pinch, and I made it. I made it through. We're coming down to the last five minutes. I want to talk a little bit about this cartel. Typically with a short-filled cigar, uh, when you cut it, you end up with uh, bits and pieces of tobacco in your mouth, and for some reason the cigar just doesn't have a whole lot of flavor. Uh, I'm not sure what the reason is. Dave will be able to tell us better on that. This cigar smokes like it's a long-filled premium stick, and it's short-filled. It's um, all Colombian. Oh, and I teased about what we were going to talk about, about the all Colombian thing. Colombia does not make a wrapper. So what they did is they used binder tobacco as their wrapper so that the entire cigar can be Colombian. Hmm. Because it's short-filled, the cost comes down, and uh, so you're able to buy this for a dollar a stick, you can buy the box for twenty-five dollars. I'm actually not even sure that you can buy this by the individual stick. I think you do have to buy it by the box.
0: So that value, why wouldn't you?
4: But twenty-five bucks. I'll tell you, this would be this is another cigar that I use. I started to use as a filler in my mm. humidor to help keep the humidity relative, and I find myself smoking them. So, I mean, it's a buck a stick. Super flavorful. I I highly recommend it. Um.
9: What are you looking at? I'm just
4: looking at the chat box, seeing if anyone said anything, because I still got a couple minutes here to fill. You're doing Uh, good, man. We did. (laughs) We smoked the E.P. Carrillo uh, during the first hour, the Cormodoro line, something new that's being released at the IPCPR. And what a phenomenal cigar that was.
0: A little strong for me, but overall, I mean, listen, if you like flavor, you're going to find a lot of it in the E.P. Carrillo. There's no question about it.
4: That's for sure. Uh, the price points on the E.P. Carrillo actually weren't uh, weren't bad either. They were ranging from $5.25 for what they're calling their number four. It's a five and an eighth by 42. Uh, and then you go all the way up to their uh, six and a quarter by 60, $8.70. That's the most they're charging for it. Uh, no, I'm sorry. They have a seven and three eighths. Their Monumentos is... Uh, A seven and three eighths by 56, such an odd size for $9 and 30 cents. So what I do want to talk about quickly, because we do have a little bit of time. Um, I took notes because obviously filling in, I wanted to make sure I had filler stuff. So I have three fights with my wife to talk about. I didn't record them with her because she wasn't too happy about me bringing these up. So I'm (laughs) sitting down watching TV with her on Monday and uh, she comes in and sits down. Well, she comes in and sits down and says, what's on TV? And I said, dust and that's where the fight started there <laughs> oh. another one later on that day she was uh she was hinting about what she wanted for our upcoming anniversary and her hint was i want something shiny that goes from zero to 150 in about three seconds so guess what i bought her what brand new bathroom scale Boom, boom
0: oh boy yes yep all right. Index called that one on the box, by thank the way.
4: You. <laughs> Who called it? <laughs> Index. Nice. Uh, and then, uh, oh, this one was terrible. All right. So I bought my mother-in-law a cemetery plot. This one didn't actually happen, oh but I found God. it online. So I bought it for her as a Christmas gift. The next year, I didn't give her a gift. And she says, uh, why did not I get a gift this year from you? I got you something. And I said, well, you still haven't used the one I bought you last year. Nice. ba boom, boom bing <laughs> And I'm going to be here all week, folks. Oh, so God. thank you very much. The first one really happened. The rest of them I made up, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I needed filler stuff. I was scrambling. Uh, next week on the show, we are going to smoke a cigar with a message and another cigar without a name. And that cigar could be named after you. That's what we got going on next week. It cool. sounds like there's going to be a contest. I did, I did see that out in the store. It's the no-name cigar. So is it you buy a cigar and you get a chance? No, buy a box. You buy a box of the cigars. And you get a chance into the lottery to they, name
0: that cigar. They
4: draw the lottery, and then do you get to pick the name, or does it get named after you? You get to pick the name, as long as it's somewhat appropriate. You can pick an appropriate name, and then that's your cigar brand. And they see how it goes, and if it sells well, does it keep your if name I,
3: singing, bye,
4: bye, miss oh, American, bye, I made it! I made it. You have been listening to the Mr. Jonathan Show, I mean, the Cigar Authority, the TCA, right right here on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. We'll catch you guys next week. Thank you very much for tuning in, and thanks for helping out.
3: Now for ten years we've been on our own, and moss grows fat on a rolling stone, but that's not how.
2: Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1 off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in Tax Free New Hampshire or find us on the web at 2 We ship cigars everywhere and single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop, it's Stogie Heaven!
5: Have you been arguing with your wife about the smell of your cigar smoking? My name is John Sullivan. I can make all that go away with a revolutionary new product called the Oric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Oric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. This is Mr. Jonathan. I used to get crap from the wife all the time about the
4: smell of my cigar smoking coming up from my studio. But that has all stopped since I got my Oric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Oric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire.
5: Not only does the Oric Air Purifier purifier totally eliminate the smell of your cigars but also dust and dander bacteria and mold including sports and pollen. I'd like to invite you to come see it for yourself and let me personally show you how simple I can fix your problem. The Oreck Clean Home Center is located at 8 Spitbrook Road at the corner of the DW Highway in Nashua, New Hampshire, right across the street from Two Guys Smoke Shop. Visit
4: my friend John Sullivan in Nashua, New Hampshire.
5: Or call us at 603-595-2122. That's 603-595-2122. Oreck, simply amazing since 63.
4: Hey, Sammy B. here, Sammy B.'s Custom Carpentry. Foundation to finish
0: and everything in between. Find a job I can't do. I dare you. At Sammy B.'s Custom Carpentry, I build everything myself. So you know it's American-made and built to last. I don't subcontract. I'm committed to getting a job, and I'm committed to finishing a job personally. Call for a brochure and references. 603-553-2345. If you can dream it, I can build it. Sammy B.'s 603-553-2345. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi. This is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can get I guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make
4: mountains move. hi I'm mr. Jonathan the owner and operator of mr. Jonathan is mr Jonathan is is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production we do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues boat cruises to theme parties whether you are planning a small intimate gathering or a huge 4000 person event we have a package to fit your needs shoot me an email at info at mr Jonathan or call me at 603. Four seven five one three nine one. That's six zero three four seven five one three nine one. Fifteen
2: ten, fifteen ten, fifteen ten, fifteen ten, fifteen ten, fifteen ten.
8: WWZN Boston.